You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Cura. That's Grey yeah. Cup me, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted and And it's over! Ready, set, hook! And joining the show now is the president of the BC Lions, Dwayne Vino. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Now, I just want to start by getting the sense of uh, your beginning of your relationship with Canadian football. It feels like anybody who works in and around the CFL has a long-standing relationship and love for the game. So where did yours begin? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I first became a fan um, with the Edmonton team back in when I, I think I was about six years old. I was a member of the Knothole Gang in, at wow. old, good, old, good old Clark Park. And um, I became a fan there, would go with my parents to the games. And back in the day where the kids would go sit in a different section, the parents would be in a different one and they'd pick you up at the end of the game. And, and that's sort of where it all started. But um, no, I, I, I've worked, uh, in and around the, the CFL for a long time. I, I've worked for the, um, the Edmonton Elks, um, a couple of times. I ran a couple of Grey Cups in Edmonton. I then moved on to, uh, my most previous job priority here as I was the chief Grey Cup and events officer for the CFL. And my ultimate role was to be responsible for Grey Cup and the events division for, for the CFL. So I was ultimately responsible for Grey Cups every year. Wow. Wow. And that's a big responsibility. One of the biggest events in Canada. I, I, there's a lot of fans across Canada that see what's happening in Vancouver and they kind of get the sense of excitement. They, they, they want to be in the middle of it, no matter what team they cheer for. So that great cup experience, how do you apply that to game day in Vancouver? It almost seems like you guys want to have nine mini great cups throughout the season. <laughs> That's funny you should say that. You know, we um, our last home game against the Riders, we had a game that was themed, uh, you know, the watermelon bash, watermelon smash. And and it was really the, the premise of this was it's a rivalry game. But, um, you know, we're all in this together and we know the Saskatchewan fans, they travel so well and you see them at every stadium. So we reached out to the riders early on and said, "How? why don't we just embrace this? Why don't we create this gigantic tailgate party? We'll invite your fans. We'll invite our fans and we'll, and we'll, and we'll party together. And, and I would explain to people, you're walking up Robson, you see the party, you either have to go to the bride side or the groom side, either orange or green. <laughs> and, and it, and it worked. And um, some of the compliments that we got from that event was it felt like a gray cup. And and we know at Grey Cups, um, there's only two teams in the game, and the other seven teams are well represented coast to coast with their colors. And that's to get that sort of compliment of that game was was a tremendous success. And that's really what we were trying to do. It it's funny because my wife is an Elks fan, and uh, I cheer for the other green team. So I feel like if there has to be a Rider and Lions couple out there that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going separate ways this time around, but we, 
we saw we saw that. I'm not going to lie. We saw that. And 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 I would just walk up to them and I would shake both of their hands and then I'd say, "You guys are conflicted. You guys are conflicted," and I'd walk away. <laughs> now, I I, I got to ask here. It feels very almost outside the box a little bit to have that level of collaboration with another team during the season. Um, are, are presidents in the CFL always sort of exchanging ideas like this? Because it feels like the beginning of something really cool league-wide. You know, I think so. You know, um, there's lots of collaboration. You know, we compete, obviously, on the field. But off the field, we, we all want to succeed and we all want the league to succeed. And we all work together wherever we can to help everybody out, if you will. And um, um, I don't think that's been done before, the, you know, to that to that level of collaboration. But um, I could I, I know for our from our perspective, we want to do it again. We want to we want to make this an annual sort of a game day theme for ourselves. And because it it was just such a good vibe and it just it was more than just it just felt really good. It felt like everybody was in this together. We were here to, uh, uh, you know, to support the game of football, to to have fun together and then go watch two great teams battle it out on the field. It was great. Now, I'm talking to you a year to the day when you had your first day on the job in Vancouver. You worked in Edmonton. What challenges are completely different in Vancouver than you would see in a CFL city like Edmonton or any other across Canada? You know, you know, every city is a little bit different, you know, and, and, um, and I can tell you one thing about Vancouver. There's such very tremendous and loyal uh, fan base here. And, and um, our fans stretch all across the entire province. And, and um, that, that's a little different, you know, like coming from Alberta where you're from, you know, you don't necessarily have that, you know, you yeah. have red, red deer North is one team and red deer South is another. Exactly. And I've often asked people in Red Deer when I was working closer to that market, who do you cheer for and why? And they basically said, that is the reason. If you were on this side of the city, you would cheer for that team. And and is that true? Well, it it's weird. It's almost like there's... A- Okay, the Ryder fans are everywhere. So it's almost like there's three that get supported. In right, Red right, 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 right. But you see it with the football teams, with the hockey teams. Right. They're just – if you go to the brew house or whatever and you're watching the Battle of Alberta, it is split just right. right down the middle. I feel like the Edmonton fans are a little louder and a little more boisterous, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But to get back, get back to answer your question, you know, it really is – um, we're, we're working hard at this, but we are, we're not the Vancouver Lions. We're the BC Lions. And we have a m- numerous initiatives in place to, to embrace the entire province. We have programs in place to, to, to bring, um, buses over from the island for our four o'clock games. We, in the, it, also from the interior, we, we're really focusing on, on kids minor football and amateur football and kids programming across the province. We take our, we take our our um, our pre, you know, our our. We take games on the road, like like we're just always on the road, trying to trying to embrace the entire province. Our training camp is in Kamloops, like so. We're really, really, really trying to do that, and and um, and these four o'clock games were key for us this year mm. because it, you know 
I'll, and I'll tell you why. When we, you know, when someone from the island is coming over for a game at a seven o'clock game, they'd have to stay over. The game was over too late. They weren't getting back in time. Now they can get to the game, watch the game back over in one night, and it makes it more accessible for them. Yeah, I'd say about half the league, uh, there's one team in the province, uh, Montreal, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, BC. But BC is just so vast from Radium to Valmont to PG to the Okanagan. That that must just be a real challenge, even geographically, just to engage everyone in the beautiful we, province of BC. Yeah, and so we have season seat holders. We, we have this special season seat that is for the island and for the interior. And it's really our Saturday games and oh, our cool. four o'clock starts. And, and so there is this lady by the name of Vicky. She participated in a competition we had at our last game on our wa- watermelon smash. And we purposely put her in there so we could tell everybody she's, she's from PG. And she comes to, you know, six out of our nine games, not including the wow. preseason. Every single game. And so we have some very dedicated and loyal fans in this market that travel some great distances to come support us. That is incredible. Now, you talk about your experience as a young fella in the Knothole Gang, and I hear stories from people of a certain vintage, even back in Regina. I can't remember the the area of Taylor Field, but it's almost like they were fenced off and the the kids go in there and they watch the game. And it was like, honestly, babysitting on site. <laughs> but that experience for you growing up, I don't, I think times have changed a little bit. You don't drop you, the kid you off. Can't, <laughs> no, you can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. Obviously the whole uh, society has changed, Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what we, that's what we did. And the knot hole gang was funny. The theory was you're peeking into the, through the knot hole to, to watch the game. Right. So no, but you know, we've done something interesting this year where um, BC lions version of the knot hole gang was the quarterback club. And it was the same theory. You'd go get your ticket at Woodward's and you got your patch for your jean jacket so what we did with that is we brought it back to life a little bit this year as well. Our quarterback club ticket is actually a season seat for a kid, a child, but it comes with an adult ticket. Oh, that's so, cool. So little Jimmy, if you will, is the season seat holder and the dad isn't listed and, and they're, they're the plus one, if you will. And it's, it's, it's very reasonable. And so it's, it's the modern day era of the knothole gang. And we have close to 500 members that are, that are, that have purchased this, this program. And, and every game you can see, we have more and more and more and more kids and families. And, and for us, that's important because we need, I remember being the six-year-old, and I'm still a fan today. So we're really working hard to make sure that we're accessible for for families to come and affordable and and just get caught with that BC Lions bug. I think it's so cool. I watch my niece and nephew, and whatever they find on YouTube, whether it's Paw Patrol or whatever, it's almost like they – have the purchasing power in the house. Like, this is what I want for Halloween. This is what I want my birthday cake to be. And wouldn't it be cool if there were BC Lions birthday cakes happening every weekend in the market because of the kids? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and um, you know, being it, you remember the old Dairy Queen helmets, the oh, yeah. CFL helmets? You know, that's something we want to bring back. 
where yeah. I remember everyone wanted to collect all the helmets and they'd go to Dairy Queen to get these Sundays in this helmet and have the collectible piece. And, and those are the kinds of things that have lasting memories. And, and you just, you know, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's just bringing it to the modern day, but those were some great ideas back then. I listened to your appearance on first and now the BC lions official podcast. And I, I, I heard them talking about Seattle and there was the one weekend where the blue Jays are playing and Taylor Swift is there. And I think there was like an earthquake basically set off by that concert. And there was a BC lions home game that man, it, it seems like, how do you claw your way up to get noticed? When, Cause those events really, and I believe CFL football is world-class, but those are events that happen once a year for a lot of the fans in Vancouver that may be making the trip to Seattle. How, how do you maintain and get noticed when that kind of stuff is going on in your backyard? You know, it all started with our owner. We have new ownership in, in with the BC Lions. Amar Doman has done a tremendous job and he, he purchased the team in, in around this time, actually, in 2021. Last year was his first full year as the owner. And, and, you know, it was a simple formula. It was really, let's support amateur football. Let's make sure everyone gets the, understands what the BC Lions brand is. Let's, let's promote kids. Let's make every uh, game an event. Let's, when you come to the game, we have these great outside backyard street yeah. parties. Let's make sure you have a great vibe that's, Let's make sure the brand is all over the market. And, and that really is starting to resonate. And BC Lions have become the place to be. And, and every day um, we are working towards just if we can make one more fan every day and tell some more people every day. And it's growing and growing and growing. Our, our uh, attendance this year is pre-pandemic 2019. Um, we are up. Um, we are up 45% to date, but, ga- but, but it's only it's only a three-game um, sample size yet, right. so we haven't got a full season. But our average to date from 2019 is 45% increase, and we're a 35% increase from last year. So we're just, you know, every day we're fighting to keep that going and, and keep working really hard and making sure that we are providing great entertainment, great themes, great product on the field, Everyone's leaving happy, and uh, and there's just a good, strong, solid vibe going on around the BC Lions. Now, as the president, you don't make the decisions when it comes to what happens on the field, and nobody can really control what happens on the field. But when you see, and I'm sure you don't want to be asked this, but when the most exciting player in the CFL, Nathan Rourke, goes to the NFL, you in your head, is it kind of like, oh, no, <laughs> how do we make things just as exciting to follow up what happened in the previous year? You know, we're happy for Nathan. You know, we, yeah, it's, of course. His dream, it, we're, it's his dream to play in the NFL and he's following his dream and and we wish him all the success. And and um, but, we, you know, we have a football team here, too. So we just needed to, you know, say, OK, Nathan's going good for him. Where, what are we, we got to look after our own backyard. Where are we going? We had, we had VA, you know, mm-hmm. when Nathan got hurt and, and, and our coach Campbell clearly right out of the gate said, you know, VA's our guy. And, and there was no hesitation. Here we go. And then uh, uh, picked up Dane Evans as well. And, 
and it, it, in the, in the off season. And, and now we, we have a very strong quarterback room and, and I think our results are, are showing that. For me, I always get excited to see a guy like Lucky Whitehead, uh, entering the stadium like what's he gonna wear i mean what's he gonna be doing you must encourage that a little bit or at least you're just enjoying seeing him uh make some headlines with whatever crazy thing he's gonna be doing every game day. Yeah, you know I, I i tell you like lucky's just great and his personality is tremendous like you said last year every single game he entered the state into the home games with in a different chariot, <laughs> if you will. And it's just exciting. But, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of good characters on this team. This team is a very tight group. They're very, um, they, they all have fun like that. And there's a, there's a core group of leaders that, that um, lucky sees, gets a lot of the, 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 the love, so to speak. Yeah. There's a lot of characters on this team that are very similar. We are, we are very lucky. Um, no, no pun intended. We're, 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 we're very lucky, but uh, this is a, a very good team on the field. Their character's good. They work hard for each other. They're selfless. They just, they just really want to succeed for one another. Obviously, first place in uh, the West Division, so things are going well so far for the team on the field. What can fans of the Lions expect from your side of things and what's happening off the field going forward? I mean, a couple big home openers in a row, LL Cool J this year. The the panel came out uh, for the home opener in Vancouver. It's just like making every game day an event. Is there more cool stuff on tap? And look, uh, a BC Lions Grey Cup, we're very early, but 18 months away about uh, the country will be descending in Vancouver for some Grey Cup festivities. Uh, what cool things, maybe you can't tell me the Grey Cup stuff, but uh, do you have planned for game day going forward in Vancouver? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll touch base on a few of them. So it really was a heavy focus for us this year about making every game an event. And you've talked about, you know, the LL Cool J opening concert was absolutely tremendous. And and LL put on a show. Uh, I don't know if you watched. I'm sure you did. But I did, he, yeah. He, yeah, he was he he wasn't mailing that one in. We'll tell you that. Like he was he put on a show and it was great for the fans. Uh, our next game. Um, we play Calgary on August the 12th. It's it's themed best in the West, but it's where we honor our our wall inductees, in, mm. in, you know, and we're honoring Wally, Wally Buono. So that, you know, obviously a legend around this club and, you know, Calgary as well. And we're playing Calgary that night. So that's going to be very special. And I don't know if you've ever heard about the Waterboys before in BC, but they were a longstanding, um, I wouldn't call them a booster group, but a, su- a, a support group, if you will, around around the bc line so the founding members of the water boys are also going to be honored that that night and um so that's a great night then the next game um we have a superheroes night which is um you know honoring the military and the police and the fire and and first responders and, and again with a superhero sort of kid theme tied into it if you will so and then um, we have a uh, a future stars game coming up which is uh all about amateur football and then um, we've had some great success. We've done this now for two years, our Orange Shirt Day game mm-hmm. at the end of September. And so we're just making every year that becomes bigger and better. And, and we're very, very proud of that. And, and then we're going to have some fun, like the watermelon smash. 
we have a Thanksgiving game and it's called the Turkey Bowl. And oh, um this. <laughs> and and we're playing Winni- we're playing Winnipeg. And you know Winnipeg, you know, against your riders, you know, created yep. the banjo, created the banjo bowl many, many, many years ago. So we thought, you know what? We might have some fun and create something called the Turkey Bowl. So um we're gonna have some fun things around Thanksgiving and that that game where we're playing Winnipeg, and they always seem to have, you know, some food themes in their game days. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of fun there. And then our last game of the year, it's a blackout game and but it's close oh. to Halloween. And so we're going to have a bit of a Halloween theme, blackout themed game for us. And we're, our new unis this year, our home unis are all black, so it's sort of it's sort of fitting. And then Grey Cup, yeah, we um, we're excited about that. Uh, uh, we've always had, you know, BC has always hosted very good Grey Cups. Um, so we um, are are going to do some, a little something a little different. Like in in the market of Vancouver, there hasn't always been a large. Uh, outdoor component to Grey Cup, like those large yeah. outdoor festivals. A lot of the events have been inside. We're embracing the outdoors. We're going to do the zip lines, the outdoor wow. stages, all those things connecting the two convention centers. So we got some really big plans for Grey Cup in, in, in 2024 as well. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. I, I just want to ask you one more time. Do, do you almost uh, want to make every game a separate event? Because it seems like other teams, BC is a little bit unique. Uh, Edmonton's got Calgary as the rival. Winnipeg has uh, Saskatchewan. Hamilton has Toronto. BC is kind of like oh, everyone. <laughs> I was just going to say, we rival everybody. Yeah, you got to come over the mountains and you're our rival. <laughs> so that makes maybe creating game days more important because there's not i mean saskatchewan comes to town and the smashing watermelons was fun it it creates a great visual too but not having that almost natural rival me personally i don't know what you guys think but if the schooners come into the league the west versus the east coast i I think that would make a a great rival that the lions could have well, that's what was talked about is if it, if that, uh, the schooners, um, ever join the league, which we all sort of yeah. hope they will. Yeah. Um, that would be a natural fit. It would be, you know, Labor Day would, w- and the rematch would be a coast to coast game, right? Mm-hmm. And it would be very crazy on travel, but wouldn't that be fun yeah. <laughs> to be able to go coast to coast? And, and so, yeah, so that, that would be fun, but uh, it would be crazy. You, you, you know, uh, that's traveling. True. This is a big country. It's a big country, and and that's a, you know it's a, I think it's about a seven hour flight. Wow, <laughs> and I think it's four time zones. If I'm if I, if I got it is four it is right. four it is it is it is four time zones. So you'd almost have to go you know go you'd have to go to BC probably play in like a Montreal or Ottawa, then stay and then go, yeah. then come back, play and probably have a buy or something like that, right? To to make it all work. Meet in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> neutral site game yeah. <laughs> hey uh, Dwayne I, I can speak on behalf of uh, CFL fans across Canada they're excited to see what's happening in Vancouver almost a little bit envious as well so uh, I think you're propping up or at least uh, kicking other teams in the butt to make game day just as fun congrats for the success in Vancouver and thanks for coming on the show to talk to us yeah thank you very much this was lots of fun thanks for listening Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.